Al, do you know what they say? No. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's kind of a difficult question to answer right off the bat. It is. Uh, you know, they do say um, life is weird, peculiar, <laughs> full of complex motives. Oh my god, complex <laughs> motives. <laughs> My motives uh, are complex. There's a variety of ways you could say, you could call what life is. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a specific way we will be talking about it today. Mm-hmm. Here on this episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's episode 91. That's like 91 episodes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared, that's Anladium. Hello. And this is a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Mm-hmm. Which means today we're going to talk about a video game. Video game. A video game that came out a few years ago in the mm-hmm. year of 2015. So some might say that's three years ago, depending on your definition of time. Time is a construct. It's a very much a construct and uh, plays in the, plays a lot into what we're going to talk about today as well. I didn't even think about that. I'm sitting here saying time is a construct. Hey. thinking of being philosophical, but it actually is in this game. <laughs> God. So yeah, we are going to be discussing a game that you just recently played. Correct. You, uh, I, you sat with me on. And I also like hounded you to play it for quite a while. Yeah, and but I mean, you'd backed off a little bit recently because of like situation. Understandably, yes, there has been yeah. some personal issues that you have had to deal with, and this is a game where it basically confronts some of those personal issues you've been dealing with. So I was like, "What? Let's back off here. Let's, let's pump the brakes on this." So uh, I decided that since the next few months are going to be a little weird for me, uh, I'm like, you know what? I need to like tackle some of this head on. I need to, I need to do something fun with my pal, Jared, but I can't Hello. get through this without my friend, Jared. Yes. So, um, you, you helped me through playing this and yes. that was helpful, but I did finally play it. You did. Uh, we're here to talk right. to you about, uh, a game that the, uh, seasonalamacheckup.com called in 2015 the number two best video game of 2015 oh dang we're gonna talk about life is strange because mm-hmm. that is that's that leads back to our joke in the beginning wow circular humor circular humor it all comes full circle so yeah this is a game that came out in 2015 uh an episodic <laughs> game obviously and kind of was an interesting look at that genre because you know prior to this like it was if you wanted to look at episodic gaming it was like telltale was the kings of it and Uh even then like their formula was starting to get like a little bit old because they were just cranking out games right and left but uh this comes from the developers don't nod who had previous to this made uh, a game called remember me which is like a third person action game not an episodic game (laughs) Or an adventure game. Uh, and then published by Square Enix. The the not Japanese side <laughs> of Square Enix. <laughs> so the more decent one. Uh, but yeah. Um, I remember seeing this early on. 
because it came out early in the year in like January 2015 and didn't really know much about it until like I saw a video about it and it looked like it's it, like it looked like an adventure slash episodic game but also like you know it's like a teen drama and I was like okay I can get into that yeah <laughs> and then one thing leads to another and then it becomes this whole supernatural ordeal you have time mechanics involved and it just goes completely bonkers past like the first episode but i i remember seeing seeing it and be like this is fairly impressive for what it's it is like, it's sort of like twin peaks but in video game form and like less intense it's like if you took twin peaks and you know the video game equivalent like alan wake and then made it like in in a teen drama like the oc yeah, this oh, is that's the, a good comparison. Yeah. I mean, they literally use music from the OC in this game, so. I mean, I just thought it was funny that, like, there were several times with the soundtrack, which, I yeah, we always have my music, <laughs> just get out of the way. Um, There were several times with the soundtrack that I was like, oh, hey, I love this song. <laughs> you were. Like, oh, God, I'm one of those indie hipsters. That's me. <laughs> uh, I mean, like. fair, though, like, yeah. the main character was basically, like, me in high school, so. <laughs> I even had a photography class. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hook me into a game, like, have the first song you hear be a song from the OC, and I'll be like, okay, I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's so funny. The OC was a great, a, a great show, first time, great soundtrack. I mean, you had stuff like various indie hits, the beginnings of the mm, What You Say meme. Mm-hmm. And then also separate ways by journey. Yep. But anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. We're gonna talk about life is strange. We are. We are. Uh. So like I said, like this is the first time you played through it. I've played mm-hmm. through it. I think like a couple of times. I've seen other people play through it as well. So I was fairly familiar with it. I was able to help you out in spots. Be like, okay, you need you need to weave around this or like this is how you gotta set up this story and all that sort of stuff but uh but for the most part you took like a back seat and just waited to see what kind of choices I would make <laughs> and anytime you made a choice I would just be like those actual consequences oh my god that was so stressful choose wisely yeah <sighs> so stressful because because it is one of those games where you know you have multiple choices your story can play out in a variety of different ways mm-hmm. um of course like you know like most of those games it eventually just comes down to usually like a single choice which is like this, this is exactly what happens here but you know along the way how you get to point a the beginning to point z the ending uh is going to be different from person to person correct and even potentially the ending will be different from person to person, depending on what they choose. Uh, but yeah, you you played through this, um, and we actually have not really talked about your overall thoughts. And we we briefly touched on you, like, yeah, I liked it. And that was you're like, yep, that's it. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> I wanted to save it for here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what did you what did, what are your thoughts? If you want to so see I re- general I thoughts really right now. I did really like it. Yeah. Um, I I thought that it was uh, it was a fun game. It's um, 
it's got a great art style for one. And I think that's one thing that really helped me enjoy the game. That's one thing you like is it's good art styles. Yeah, it it's really stylistic. So it's not it like it's realistic, but it's not hyper realistic. Right. Um so it kind of has like a, a comic booky look to it in certain scenes. It's interesting. Um it is a little stressful when you see the little butterfly up there, like this action will have consequences. I'm like, oh god, what have I done? What have I done? And then there was one thing that I did, like at one part in the game, where like it kept people kept bringing it up. I'm just like, no, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, but it's you actually have consequences. Once it's did. Um. So, I guess as somebody with anxiety, like that kind of thing is a little stressful for me. And, right. Yeah. Um, it's not as bad as like Undertale, where I literally can't play it because like. They, they know when you've undone stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the story was actually really well done. I was not expecting most of it. Um, like I have somehow lived on the internet for this long and had 0% of this spoiled for me. <laughs> that is surprising, yeah. Yeah. But also like you're not like really... I, run in. Yeah, but you're, I don't necessarily think like you're looking into that direction and for the most part you're... Unless you're like looking for that, you're not necessarily gonna find it. At least yeah. it's been in my case. Even though like I'm a fan of this game, like unless I'm looking for like oh stuff about Life is Strange, like you usually don't see like permeate elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Again, it kind of um, brought back some awkward memories for me because Max is a lot of what I was in high school, like a lot. In terms of like her inner monologuing and what kinds of interests she had and all, I'm like, oh my god, like it's cringeworthy at certain points when you're doing it, and I can't imagine how people <laughs> felt when I was doing it. Um, but it also felt like really realistic in terms of like a teenage girl, yeah, inner monologue. Like that's one thing that's really hard to do, especially for adults, is write teenagers properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true, and I think this really. Like, it goes into the stereotypes here and there, obviously. It does. But at the same time, it gets over the fact that high school f- sucks. It's terrible. And this game just really f***ing just proves that. Like, just all over the place. And I can really commend the game for that. But even then, like, a lot of the characters are tropey. But at the same time, like, even the side characters, a lot of them are interesting to talk to. Or even just have, like, a goofy little side quest, like, saving the one girl repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And even, like like you said, like, even if they are very tropey, like, there are multiple layers to these characters. Right. Like, they are not just their trope. Like, they can, they can seem like they're a total terrible person, but, you know, maybe there are reasons why they have led up to this point, why they act the way they are. And, you know, maybe it's not just like, oh, I'm just a super terrible person, but like, you know, like my parents are super and have like, just don't give a about me. And now I have taken that and I lash out against other people because of it. And I think that that's that's good because like often you run into like those one dimensional characters, but this Mm -hmm. one's like, all right, so yeah, this person sucks or like. You know, they're acting like you're terrible, but then, like, if you actually try and talk to them in a way, like, yeah, you kind of have to cheat to talk to them, but 
Uh, and by cheat, I mean rewind time and use <laughs> their words against them. But like often you'll figure out like, okay, maybe they're not really terrible or maybe they have self-esteem issues or something like that. And it's, I think that's a good thing because you don't often get into that kind of character's head. Right. And you don't often have a character who's like antagonistic towards the main character. And you're like, okay, well, why are they the way that they are? And then, you know, not just going into the stereotype of, oh, you know, this is the jock and I hate this kind of person. It's like even the, the villains they try and set up early on are just like, by the by the time you get to the end, you realize like, well, you know, they may have like bad qualities to them, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily as bad as like I initially thought they were. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. And um as as we were talking about a little bit, there are two parts of this game that were actually somewhat difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. Um especially like thinking of it later, but I got through it, yeah. so it wasn't like completely breaking me. But it's it's uh, also like a sign of good writing that it can have an impact on me in that way. Like mm-hmm. even though it might not necessarily be like the best feeling ever, like the fact that it makes me feel that feeling shows that they nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so i really really enjoyed the game i thought the time mechanics were fun except for like sometimes i reversed way too much and didn't mean to (laughs) um and it it reminds me this is going to be a strange comparison but it reminds me kind of um of lost odyssey because lost odyssey has this whole idea of like is immortality a good or bad thing and this one is kind of like well if you could go back and change everything is that really something that you should do that's a good comparison that i would never have thought of (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's what i do um but it, it you know it's kind of the same way because you say like, oh, you know, go back and change the choices you made or, you know, be immoral, whatever. People are like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. But then when confronted with the consequences of both of those in these games, you're like, maybe they're not so great. I mean, when they say these actions have consequences, it's like it's not just in the, oh, well, this this choice will have something to do later in the game. It's like, you know, the way you're changing time and everything, you know, all the stuff you're doing has consequences. Yeah. Still can't believe that everybody rubbed at my face that I destroyed the train tracks when I didn't mean to do that. Uh, yeah. I even got the tools to fix the train <laughs> track like, thingy. Whoop. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was like, hey, there's a thing I can interact with. I should do that. Uh, which is a, th- a thing I guess we should talk about is that I have an issue of react or interacting with basically like everything that i can it's the thing we uh we found out when we played gone home is that you will go through every single thing well i knew it i just you didn't know that which i mean going into this i was like i I was prepared for that so it wasn't like a big surprise but yeah so i'll just run around and make sure that i've interacted with like everything unless it's like this thing will have consequences i'm like oh god should i actually interact with it (laughs) i don't know uh so should we go through the episodes and then chit-chat about them? She, Yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, the first episode is entitled Chrysalis, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. 
<laughs> uh, you know, basic introduction episode. You get introduced to Max, your main character. Do you, do you really think that it's a basic introduction episode? Basic introduction episode. You know, just no, nothing real crazy happens throughout it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but yeah, like you get introduced to like a bunch of the the characters that you will see throughout the game and all that sort of stuff. Uh, introduces you to the time mechanics and all that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like uh, you start the game and you're like you're in this storm essentially mm-hmm. and you're up by the lighthouse and you're just like what is going on why is there a giant tornado out in the distance why am i in this storm oh god the, the lighthouse is about to crush me and then you wake up and you're in class and you, just, you have to sit through cl- a lecture which is god <laughs> terrible terrible uh and then it kind of goes through like the whole song and dance of like here's your opening credits and then oh i gotta go to the bathroom and then here's where things get real wacky yeah so you go to the bathroom you're just chilling you go there you're doing your your thing washing your face washing your face and you see a blue blue butterfly fly in persona the velvet room theme starts to play (laughs) and you see some old guy in the the corner of the the bathroom he's like welcome to the velvet room Reminds me how I just reblogged a thing a few days ago about like Igor showing up in a porta potty. I mean, I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. That dude's a weird person. He would do it. He would. Uh, so yeah, like, you go take a picture of this butterfly, and then some dude just barges into the girl's bathroom, and he's like prepping himself up, trying to make sure he's like tough and everything. And then this girl comes in, and she's like accosting him, like, "Hey, you got your stuff? You got the stuff?" And he's like, oh, I'm not giving you anything. And she starts to antagonize him some more. And then he pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, buddy, that's n- no. <laughs> too far. And he's like, oh, I'll show you too far. Blah. I don't think he meant to. Right. Because it was during yeah, a struggle. He shoots her. And then yours in the corner like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, Max, like, jumps out and puts her hand out, like, no! And then, like, everything stops. Everything stops, and then, oh, God, we're back in class. Had to sit through this lecture again. Which, at least this time, you can answer the the, the answer correctly. True. Um, This is also where, like, well, I guess it was the first time in class, but I started to worry about Kate a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, one of your classmates is very sad. Oh, God, you can see it on her face. Like, she has dark bags in her eyes, and she's so sad. She doesn't want to hang out with anybody, and people are throwing balls at her head. And Like, there's a reference, if you look at the, the paper, like, some something happened with her. Yeah. That there's a big rumor going around with her, and it's not good. No. Uh, Victoria's trying to flirt up the teacher. And also, you're getting yelled at because you haven't turned in a picture. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to run to the bathroom again. <laughs> yep, because you gotta you gotta try and stop that situation from happening again. Yeah, so basically you do that, and then like you hit the fire alarm to cause everything to go crazy and save the girl. And then everyone's like, "Oh God, fire alarm! We gotta leave." And then you get your first big choice here: like, do you tell the principal that that kid had a gun, or do <sighs> you not? Which I did. You did. <laughs> and uh, the action had consequences. It did. Because basically later on, later on, everyone's like, 
wow, I can't believe you tried to accuse this kid of this. Why? How dare you? He clearly didn't have a gun. Wow, you're a jerk. His dad, like, owns the school and also the town. Why would he ever do anything bad? Yeah, exactly. What a... You're a jerk. You're going to get in trouble for this. And I felt like I messed up already. And I'm like, oh, God, I made, like, one choice and it was the wrong one. <laughs> I still stand by that decision now that I've played through the game. Uh, so after that, you get a you get a puzzle because you're blocked from going into the dorms. Yep. And you meet Samuel. You meet, meet Samuel. Samuel loves squirrels. His spirit animal is a squirrel. So you have to, like, find a way to get uh, Victoria and her goons off the stairs, and that by that, you basically dump paint on them. Yep. Originally, you turn on the sprinklers, and then you dump paint. And she's like, oh, my God, my cashmere. <laughs> also, this is the great point, like, before this is when you go up to her. You're like, can I get through? And she's like, no. And she takes the picture of you, and then she ends her conversation by, like, hey, go f*** your selfie, which is a f great line. It's so funny. <laughs> Not the greatest line in the game, though. We'll get to that in a second. Oh. <laughs> uh, but basically, that happens, and then you can go up to her and like make fun of her, or like be like, "Hey, that sucks, man. That's a bummer," and actually be like a nice human being. Yeah, you can like actually get some sense of like who she is at this point, because when you comfort her, like she actually is genuinely nice to you and apologizes and deletes the picture and all mm -hmm. like she she doesn't come across as just straight villainy at that point you're like oh okay there's something more going on with this girl but you have to be nice to her like i i didn't even consider being mean to her <laughs> so yeah then you get to go inside to your dorm and do all that stuff you have to find a sext at one point? Yeah. You're trying to get the flash drive for Warren. And then and you find out that the flash drive has been taken by Dana. And then you get to Dana's room. And apparently Dana has been sexting with Juliet's boyfriend. And so you have to go get proof that this didn't happen. Also get to water your plant at some point during this? Yeah. I watered my plant. So that action will have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Uh, basically you have to go get proof in Victoria's room. Because mm -hmm. she's the one that set all that up. And yep. this is where you get the the most ridiculous line in the entire game. I think you mean the single greatest line. I mean, clearly. Uh, you go into her room and she has like a like a TV. It's a mm -hmm. nice one. A, a nice TV. And Max is like, man, this TV is real great. I bet it would look awesome if I watched Final Fantasy The Spirits Within on it. My favorite sci-fi movie. My favorite sci-fi movie. I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. Mm. Like, it makes me, it makes me really, really hope that somebody on this team was like a giant Sakaguchi fan and is like just doing that's a troll Square Enix. God, that would be amazing. Like, that's what I'm really, really hoping for. Because Spirits <laughs> Within is what essentially got Sakaguchi canned. Because, like, I mean, and also, who the f is referencing Spirits Within in 2015 of all times? I mean, to be fair, like, we've talked about Spirits Within a few times. I mean, true, but, like, you're never going to hear Square Enix reference it. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm telling you, I guarantee somebody was a big fan of Sakaguchi on the team, and they just did it to troll them. Guarantee it. It's amazing. Uh, 
Did you know that I saw Spirits Within in theaters? I would not imagine, or, or, or I mean, I would not be surprised by that. I would imagine yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, I did. I, I, saw uh, it I rented theaters. that film. So I was like, oh, Final Fantasy, a movie, that's cool. <laughs> and then I watched it, I was like, huh? Sakaguchi, you're wonderful. So yeah, like, that all happens. You get the flash drive back. You find a pregnancy test that you can either, like, look at and confront uh, Dana with or not. I think I stood there for, like, a solid three minutes trying to decide whether or not to do anything with it, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kept asking him, like, what do I do? Do I do anything with it or not? (laughs) And I'm just back here, like, those toys don't have consequences. It's so stressful. Uh, but you get the, the, the flash drive back and you find like there's a creepy fo- folder of you on there. Yeah. And also like a porno folder. Yeah. Like if you're going to give somebody your flash drive, take your porn off. Yeah, like scrub that clean. Yeah. Literally or like, you know, your your creepy photos of like the person you're giving it to. Maybe maybe take that off too. Yeah. Oh, or just not have it. That's a good start. Yeah. But seriously, take your porn off the flash drive. I say that as somebody who's like, let somebody borrow my flash drive and they like put porn onto it. Um, <laughs> for academic purposes. Doing, well, she was doing it for prints, but also, yes, I've had a flash drive just full. I have a 16 gig flash drive full of Playboy. But at least you have a reason for that. It's not just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, God, but- good, I got my Playboys. Can you imagine if somebody? Also, it's microfilm. It microfilm scans, so they're even terrible quality. But like, right. can you imagine somebody found my 16 gig flash drive and there's like, this is all like 60s, 70s, 80s Playboy, <laughs> terribly scanned. Are you an old man? <laughs> anyway, scrub your flash drives, guys. Yes, do that. Uh, so basically, after that, you go out and then you find poor Kate being harassed by the security man. Ugh. And this had like an odd choice. It, it was like intervene or take a picture. And I'm like, who takes a picture of that? Also protect Kate. It's true. 2K all the time. 2K all the time. Yes. Kate's uh, great. And then after that, you get to go find Warren and be introduced to Warren. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> he's, a, he's a character. He's f- trash. He just seems like like the epitome of I'm a nice guy. He exactly one hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's a fedora, but he is the type of person who would say Ready Player One is the greatest form of media. Ever he made. would, um, like he does some okay things throughout the game, but at the same time, he he is the guy who thinks that Ready Player One is like the best thing ever. So I I was kind of like, eh, hate him. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan. I don't think I hated him with the same ritual that you did, but I, I didn't like him. So yeah, like he, he, you get the flash drive back. He's like, "Hey, let's go on the driving. I got my car now." <laughs> he's like, "Hey," and then uh, Nathan, the kid with the gun, comes up. He's like, "What the? F-? Why did you yeah. tell the principal I had a gun? I'm gonna kill you." And you're like, "Oh God." Uh, Warren gets shoot headbutted. And then the girl you saw get shot rolls up and you're like, oh, I know you. 
I'm getting in your car. Yeah, that's the thing is that like she she saw her twice when the like with the rewind, but then didn't recognize her until she pulls up in the car and then she's like, oh, hey, I know you. I mean, I guess to be fair, like they haven't seen each other in five years. Five years. And she also has blue hair now. Yeah, but still, I think you would like recognize the face, but you know, whatever. And also she's a little bit under duress. Like she's trying not to hide. She's not trying to like see who's getting shot and everything. So that's true. I think it's a little fair to say, like, hey, she might not have recognized her, but, yeah. But also, she's terrible at realizing who people are, because there's another instance of it later on. So, you get into a truck and drive off while Warren just gets the kicked out of him. Yeah, he gets beat up. He's like, oh, it sucks for you. Uh, so, this turns out to be Chloe, who is your former best friend that you haven't seen in five years, or talked to in five years, as well. And you get an awkward drive home. Yep. And then uh, you get to go to her house, hang out a bit, and then Chloe's stepdad comes home and you realize it's the security guy. And he's like, are you smoking the marijuana, the wacky tobacco? <laughs> the wacky tobacco. Like, that's another thing. She didn't recognize who he was. And I'm like, come on. He didn't like, have his hat on. Yeah. Security that's hat. all it was. Is he didn't have the security hat. And she's like, I don't know who this man is. Oh, I know who this man is. And then, like, you're hiding, and then you can come out and, like, confront them or, like, wait and do all that stuff. Or just be like, Al did. Come out and be like, yes, sir, that was my one weed. That's what I did. I was like, that was my one weed. <laughs> you you got me. I was I had the one weed. I, sir, was the one smoking the wacky tobacco. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to call the cops. You're a drug dealer. Yeah, he thinks she's a drug dealer. And I'm like... Do you Bruh. actually, like, ever talk to children? Because if they come out and say that's their one weed, they're... They're uh, clearly lying. They're Yeah, that's not the case. They're they're definitely lying to you. And um, they're not a drug dealer. Huh. Uh, after that, you go up to, like, the lighthouse area and just chill. And then you have another freak-out moment. And then Max is like, yo, Chloe, I'm having this premonition that a big tornado's coming. It's real f***ed up. All right, so let's end this episode. Yep. And that's how the first episode ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next episode basically is like, okay, you have these time travel or time manipulation abilities. Let's let's figure out ways to test them and see exactly how they work. So, like, um, you first have to go to the diner to meet Chloe. Mm-hmm. Along the way, though, like you have to, you have to take a shower because you know it's, that's proper bathing techniques are good, and also you learn a little bit more about what's happening with Kate. Yes. Uh, you hear Victoria talking about like some video that Kate was recorded doing some, some things on, and they're like writing it everywhere, trying to spread it, and you get to like try and stop that, and also be like, "Hey, Kate, are you okay, buddy?" She's not doing okay. She's not She's okay. She's super not doing okay. Yeah, no, I was so worried about her the whole time. I was like, Kate, please, please. Like, there's a part later on, I think it was this chapter, that I was just, like, following her around the school. Was, like, yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> please don't leave, Kate. I'm worried about you. Because the thing with her is that she's, like, super religious. And Correct. what they caught her on film doing was that she was, like, making out with a bunch of people. But she claims that she was drugged. 
Correct. And everyone else is just like, oh, she's a but, uh, and like, even her family, like, her aunt sends yeah. her a letter and it's like, that is. You Jezebel! Yeah, she calls her Jezebel. God. God, it's like 90s pro wrestling there. Uh, I was thinking more like 1890s, but. I, the 90s were alive with the, the sound of the word Jezebel, apparently. Jezebel. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, you, you, you talk to her and she's like, hey, what should I do? Like, should I go to the cops with this or what? And you can basically be like, hey, you should maybe go to the police. Or like, hey, you should wait to find some evidence to really to nail this. Because this kind of plays into what you had happen earlier with the gun uh, choice. Because Kate claims that it was like Nathan and the Vortex Club, which is like all like the preppy people and their clubs and they have parties and shit. And she's like, yeah, it was... Something happened at that party. I got drugged, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take you to the hospital and everything." And obviously, if you know how the gun incident happened, like you did, uh, you're gonna be way more hesitant to be like, "Hey, go to the police." Yeah, sure, that's gonna be a good idea because you know that, like, hey, this is probably not gonna help because they're in the pocket of that family. Yep. And B, like, and you mentioned this, like. Sexual assault victims are kind of disregarded by police a lot. A lot. And if it's not completely disregarded, then they're like, okay, well, what were you wearing? What did you do? Mm -hmm. Where did you lead them on? And that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so it, it can be like extremely horrific to, to sit through. So like you went with the option of like, hey, we should wait for evidence, like concrete definitive evidence. And if we get that, then we go. And yeah. Which is actually kind of the worst option because Kate gets real pissed at you. She's like, "What are you doing?" Yes. Ah, rah. But like, in, in all honesty, it is the correct option, right? With all the circumstances involved. But yeah, like that happens, and then you go to the diner. You meet up with Chloe, and she's like, "Yo, test out your time travel stuff." So like, you get to tell her what she has in her pockets, and she freaks out. You get to tell her like the events of what's going to happen because you have to like rewind and watch everything that happens and do all that. And she's like, "Okay, you have time trap. You have time abilities. This is really weird." Also, there's a Twin Peaks reference in the bathroom. There is. There's like fire walk with me is just scribbled on the the mirror. Also, like Chloe's truck just has the the license plate Twin Peaks. Yep. And I want to say someone else has like a license plate that just literally says the X Files. It's a uh, Warren. I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. So yeah, you get all that stuff that happens early in the morning. Uh, Kate calls you, and then Chloe gets real mad for whatever reason. Yeah, Chloe gets real mad. She's like, well, why don't you go hang out with Kate? And I'm like, Chloe, calm down. Girl, please. My friend like, isn't, it's, it's having some issues. <laughs> Kate is upset. Please let me talk to Kate. So that happens, and then you go to the junkyard, and you get to have the, the greatest puzzle ever of finding bottles. <sighs> And seeing a ghost doe. Yeah, that the ghost doe is interesting. Which we'll get into a little bit later on, but yeah. Yes, uh, we will. Chloe's like, hey, let's get some bottles. We're going to shoot a gun. Yeah, we're teens. Which the fact that she has a gun is terrifying. Yes. Um, So you do all that. So you let uh, Chloe shoot some guns and stuff. Accidentally, you can accidentally her let shoot her herself shoot herself. He's like, "Oh no, that's not what needs to happen." Rewind. And then eventually, like you do all that and break all the bottles and 
do some cool trick shots and all that stuff. Uh, while all that happens, uh, you pass the f*** out. Yeah, you have another tornado dream. And also, like, you, uh, they, they kind of established early on that, like, if Max uses her powers too much, she starts, like, getting nosebleeds. Yep. And you have another one of those. Uh, when you wake up, uh, an associate of Chloe's named Frank comes up, and he's like, hey, you owe me money. Where's my money? And it's a uh, hostile environment. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, you pull a gun on Frank, and he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what the f***? And then you have the option of like, do you want to shoot this guy or not? <laughs> and it's like, no. Would you, you yeah, can I, shoot him or you can just be like, I, I got a gun. Uh, I picked no because I didn't want her to shoot somebody. Right. Especially because like, yes, he had a switchblade, but like, I, I wasn't sure that he was willing to actually use it. Right. He's just like. Intimidating, but yeah. not like actually violent mm -hmm. uh so basically if you choose no he takes the gun and then drives off and is like hey pay me my money you weirdo you weirdo uh, also there are some rachel references throughout the, I guess we, the... that is something we should talk about because we yeah. haven't yet um throughout the game you see all these uh missing posters for a girl named rachel amber and throughout the most of the first episode you're just like oh that's strange i wonder who that is uh, Chloe eventually tells you, like, hey, she was someone I got real close with while you were away, and then at the beginning of this year, she just disappeared. She didn't tell me where she was going. She didn't tell me, like, what happened. She just, she vanished. I haven't heard from her since. I put up all these missing posters everywhere to, like, see if anyone knows anything, but it's been six months, and still no one knows anything. And at the junkyard, you find, like, uh, Chloe and Rachel's like hideout. Yep. Where they hung out and just chilled. It has like graffiti about them on there, mm -hmm. and um, at one point, like Frank has Rachel's bracelet on, and Chloe freaks the f out. Yes. So yeah, all that happens. Rachel's important. Rachel is very important. Uh, basically, all that happened after that happens, you walk down the train tracks and oh kind of have like a little chit chat about everything. Uh, Chloe gets stuck in the tracks, and then you have to find a way to to break her out or to free her. I even had the stuff to cut the <laughs> wires. I had it in my hand. And I'm like, huh? I have to interact with this thing. What do I do with this thing? And then I destroyed the train tracks. Now that trucker is here for the the entire time. He can't leave. I really, really wanted to rewind and fix that, and it wouldn't let me. Uh, so yeah, you get you get um, you get Chloe free, and then I believe this is where you have like on the drive back you have the conversation with her about her dad. Is that here yeah, or later on? Right. It sounds right, but I can't remember. Uh, so yeah, eventually, eventually you have a conversation about, you know, Chloe's, uh, like her actual father, her yes. biological father, not her stepfather. Not, uh, not the security man. Yeah. Who died when, um, while, um, Max was away. 
and Chloe has not had a good time dealing with it. Like she well, was Max was there that day. Oh right, right, yeah, you're right. You're right. But it was like right before Max right left. Right before Max so. left, yeah. So so Chloe has her dad die, her best friend leaves right afterwards, and she spends the next five years just like not knowing how to deal with any of it. And basically like hating the world. Mm-hmm. Because Max and never her mom, talks like, to her. Also gets re- remarried, and that bothers her too. Yeah, and then she has a new stepdad who, like, she does not get along with in the slightest. And it's just like one thing after another for her. Uh, but basically, you kind of get into like a little argument about that, and then after that, you go back to school, which seems like it should be like noon or something but it's like oh time for class and this is where like you have the the thing with Kate where you followed her because <laughs> I think like you you go to the school you confront David because you found like files in his house about like him following Kate and everything and you're just like dude what the f-? I mean it is shady yeah uh, after that you see uh, the teacher Mr. Jefferson talking to Kate and he's kind of being like a to her, and she runs yeah. off. And you, he ran off with her, like, no, no, come on, come on, stay here with me. You're fine, you're fine. No, 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 don't leave those doors. No, come back, come back. I was like trying to follow her out, and like it won't let me. <laughs> and then, like, I think you have to you talk to Mr. Jefferson. And you're just like, dude, what the? F-? Yeah, like he was really, really rude to her. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very clear that something's wrong. Very clear, something's wrong. Especially now. Uh, but after that, you go into class. And... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We have to talk about the fact that uh, security man had a paper that's like, something, something, Kate, drugs. Drugs? Something, something else, Kate, drugs. drugs. Something, something else, drugs. drugs. It's like, oh my god, that paper was hilarious. God. And like, throughout the rest of the game, it was just me and you were like, drugs. Yeah. He really thinks everything is drugs? Yeah. Except for like the actual things that are drugs. The one weed. One weed. So yeah, you go into class and attempt to, to go through class and then someone just runs in and is like, Yo, there's something happening at the girl's dorm. Let's check it out. Mr. Jefferson's like, yeah, don't go. Everything's fine. And everyone Everybody just leaves. He's like, well, class is missed. Uh, so you go to the dormitory and then... You see Kate on top of the roof. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. This is bad. This is why I tried to follow her. Yeah. Uh, You see her, like, you see her jump. And then, like, Mm -hmm. immediately you're like, rewind, rewind. And you do it, like, too many times to where you eventually just, like, stop time. Yep. And it just, like, really messes with your head. To where, like, once you get onto the roof, like, you're just completely out of it. But you're able to like kind of talk to her then and there, and you can't rewind anything here though. Yeah, this, this is one of the more tougher choices to make because there's a lot of questions you have to ask with a lot of different answers to to choose from, and they're very dependent on what you've done in the the first two episodes prior to this, and depending on your outcome, you can either save Kate or she dies. Yeah. So, like, that was one of the things I, like, I pulled up a guide for you. So, like, 
you probably want to save this girl. <laughs> we should do yeah. this the right way. Which, I mean, you probably would have been fine because you had pretty much done the right things up until that point. Yeah. And I think you have, like, two chances to, like, mess up before it gets fatal, essentially. Uh, but, yeah, basically, you just have to say the right things and eventually you literally talk her down from the ledge. I would have restarted it if we had killed Kate. Yeah. I would have restarted the whole game. So that's one of like the big differences that you can happen is like, you know, you'll have Kate for the rest of the game and she can help you in certain spots or she's she's gone. And then uh yeah, basically if you save her, you you bring her back down. You become like the hero of the school. Mm-hmm. And they do the thing you said they do for Kate. Baker Act, they uh, basically like an involuntary psych um, hospitalization. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, required to be there for at least 48 hours, sometimes up to 72. Uh, so then the end of the episode essentially ends with you have this meeting in the principal's office and it's you, it is Mr. Jefferson, it is David, Mr. Security, and Nathan. And basically, you have to pin the blame on someone. Yep. So you can either put, like, blame Mr. Jefferson because he was being neglectant towards, like, Kate having issues. You can blame David for being a weirdo and, like, harassing her and uh, potentially stalking her. Or you can blame Nathan because he is the one that drugged her, led to everything, led to this consequence, essentially. And also, you know, the gun thing. Right. And that's like the the super big choice at the end the episode ends on. Yep. I was uh I was unsure of who to pick at first and then I decided that there was one person that really deserved the most blame in my opinion at the time. Mm-hmm. Um now if I played it again, I would pick somebody different, but um, at the time I felt like it was the most appropriate choice. So I picked Nathan, which they kind of push you in that direction. Like it's either like you're, they're pushing you towards Nathan or David, which honestly, David is the last person I would blame now. Uh, but essentially if you pick Nathan, he gets suspended. If you pick David, he gets fired. And if you pick Mr. Jefferson, I believe he gets suspended. He gets suspended. Yeah. But that's the end of that episode. Um, as a heavy ending. It's a very heavy ending, yeah. It's one of those things when you first play it, like, you don't know that's going to happen. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, fuck. Uh Episode three begins with you breaking into the school. Also sneaking around at night. Sneaky, sneaky. You get to see oh, Victoria's God, anime missions. figure. Uh, yes. I, I took a picture of her figure. I was happy. Uh, but yeah, you basically break into the school to see like if you can find information on Rachel and just maybe anything else that seems real shady going on. Uh, Chloe has the keys because she stole them from David, but she doesn't have keys at the principal's office, so she tries to like lockpick them. You go and make a bomb. A pipe bomb. A pipe bomb, which you can do and bust open the door, but then like alarms come off because of course... But then also you can just like step into the, the room, rewind, and then open the door and be like, ta-da! That was hilarious because it was like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. And then I rewound everything. I'm like, oh, and you're like, you solved it. 
Uh, but yeah, you basically you you get in, you find some files on everyone. You get to see like everyone's GPA, like the the more main characters essentially. Uh, you get mm-hmm. to see like that Nathan's record is like essentially he's a falsified. real record, and then he has a falsified record. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, you see everyone else's. And then you find some interesting documents Drawings. That, are, that are on the principal's computer from like Nathan. And it's like this weird scribbles, but it constantly just refers to Rachel in the dark room. Yep. And that's it. There's no context for it. It's just that scribbled all over the place. Yeah. At first, Chloe's like, God, this doesn't say anything. This isn't anything. And then Max is like, oh, it says something. Mm-hmm. So you find that. And then like you find, like, like you said, like the, the actual record of his where he's had like outbursts and stuff like yelled at teachers threatened them all sorts of stuff that has been basically swept under the rug his grades aren't actually good his grades aren't actually good all that sorts of stuff uh after that you go to the pool swim do some swimmy swims and then after that like the the security officer was like yo someone broke in here we should find them you're like oh stealth mission Oh, God, the stealth mission. Which is, yeah, it's a stealth mission. And an adventure yeah. game, so it's not that great. No. But eventually you find your way out, and then you just drive away and head Wee. back to Chloe's house. And sleep without pants on, because everything's chlorinated. Yep. Then you wake up the next day, you get to play some Bright Eyes. Lua! Which, when I first played this and I heard that, I was like, holy this Bright Eyes. What the f- I'm so surprised they went with Lua because, like I said, there's so much more like depressing stuff that they could have oh, put yeah. in there. But they went with Lua, which is like one of that more upbeat songs, which is funny because it's like a acoustic, like da 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 da. So it's like really, really not all that happy. But I guess also it's like more one of their more well-known songs. It is, and I mean, it's it's a about as like upbeat as connor oberst gets that's true and i guess for that for that scene like you don't really need super depressing bright eyes true like you can have you can have a mild upbeat i'm also very pleased with how much jose gonzalez is in this because <laughs> he's so good uh so you 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 attempt to like put on your clothes and you're like oh god they smell like chlorine so chloe's like hey just find something in my closet. Rachel left some clothes here. She's your size. You could wear those. Convenient. Convenient. You look like a, a hipster. <laughs> Even more so. Uh, you get the opportunity to attempt to kiss Chloe here. Which you were like, yeah, I... no. <laughs> well, you said that you did. And I didn't. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it's kind of... um the relationship between these two is odd to me. Like it's not a fair relationship and Chloe's very manipulative. Like she is emotionally using things against Max that I don't think is fair. So it's a very imbalanced relationship. And so I didn't feel comfortable having Max into that situation. That's fair. So I was like, you know what, Chloe, you've kind of been sucky to me a few times. Like, (laughs) Like, the fact that she got so mad at me for taking the phone call from Kate really upset me. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a very, like, emotionally abusive type thing to do in a relationship. It's like, oh, you're talking to somebody else? What's that about? It's like, nope, nope, no thanks. Pass. Don't want anything to do with this relationship. (laughs) 
Which, so, like, which um, thankfully, like, they, they play it off like, like, oh, it's no big deal. The kiss? Yeah. Or me turning her down? Like, you, you turning her down, they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, they bring it up a few more times after I did it, but... And, like, um, and it's, like, in a jokey way. Yeah, I, I just, I said no. And Max was like, I'm not that easy. <laughs> uh, so you, you dress up, and then you go downstairs, and Chloe's mom's like, Rach! Oh, Max, what's up? Yeah. Which is, uh, oof. 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 Uh, you get to have some breakfast... And then sneak out and try and find some more information that you can discover. And then David comes home, and then you have a big confrontation. To where either it's like a giant fight. Yeah, you can either side with David or Chloe here. Yeah, if you uh, if you do what I did, which is side with Chloe, then David like gets kicked out. Mm-hmm. If just... you if you side with David, I think like he doesn't get kicked out, but like Chloe's just. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, so yeah. What else happens in this episode? I think at one point, um, Chloe's mom does show you that picture and says, like, this is the last time that Chloe was truly happy. Yeah. And it's like a picture that was taken by her dad, like, the day that he died. It's of, yeah, of her and Max. Yep. So I think you do get to see that at this point, but I don't remember. It happens later in the episode. Oh, does it? Yeah. I think this is like you, after this, you go and find Frank and you break into his uh, RV. Oh, right. The doggo. The doggo. Make sure you don't kill the doggo. Yeah. No, I didn't kill the doggo. Uh, and then you basically find some like information like him and Rachel had some form of relationship. Uh, you can get the gun back. He's obsessed with beans. He's very, he really wants to eat his beans. Really wants to eat his beans. He's got some. He's got more than one weed. More than one weed, yes. Um. So yeah, and you find like his, his uh, his um, what would you call it? His list of purchases or purchasers. His, his uh, customer list. Maybe? Yes. There you go. <laughs> um. Because you're looking so to you... find like if he's connected to Nathan in some way. Right, and so like the two big things are you get like the customer list and you get the um, the pictures of Rachel and like a letter from Rachel mm-hmm. to him, and so you're like, oh, something's going on here. And that makes Chloe freak out. Yep. She's like, oh, she didn't tell me. Oh my god. Uh, what happens after that? Because obviously, I like, just remember beans. The beans happen, yeah. Um, shoot. I don't remember. Because obviously, like, I know, like, the... we just played this the other day. I think this, maybe you go back to the, to the school, mm-hmm. and then you go back to your dorm, and then you go to use the picture. Oh, okay. If there's anything in between, then I just completely forgot, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just remember she shows you the picture at some point. I was like, this yeah. is the last time she was happy. So you, you use that picture, like you're just looking at it, and then like you start to hear some random things, and you drop the picture, and you're like, what the f***? Uh, you pick the picture back up, and then like it's like, here, focus on the picture. And you do that, and then immediately it drops you back into that where that picture was taken. So you have officially actually time-traveled into the past. 
but you're you are yourself and your younger self's body. Yep. So you look at this and you're like, okay, this is the moment that Chloe's dad dies. What if I prevent that from happening? What if I keep him alive? Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect things? And that's a great question. It is. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> so eventually, like, you have to do some things, like, um, you have to grab his keys, find a way to make sure he doesn't find them, because, like, he looks for them, and then he has, like, a little button to make noise if, like, you can't see them. It's like, oh, well, if I hear the noise, I'll be able to find them better and all that sort of stuff. So, like, you just chuck them out a window. Yeah, that's what I did. I just threw him straight out the window. And then eventually he's like, oh, I can't find my keys. That's just, that's weird. Then Max is like, what if you take the bus? The bus is real great. I love the bus. There's so much room on buses. And he's like, okay, I'll take the bus then. Max, you really like buses. Uh, that's fine. Yep. I'll, I'll go on the bus. I'll go to the bus. And then like Chloe comes up. She's like, what are you doing? You're weird. <laughs> and then Max is like, oh, it's going great. Yeah. And then, like, it has a sequence of events of, like, where you see all these photos of, like, events that you know of what happened, and they all start to change. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, obviously, since he doesn't take the car, uh, he Chloe's dad doesn't die. So, you can see and all so these... So, like, the picture of their funeral, or the picture of them at his funeral disappears mm-hmm. and becomes something different, that kind of thing. The picture of... Uh, her mom getting married to David doesn't happen. And like, finally the last one is like Chloe getting a, a truck. Car, car key. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get warped back into the present and you're back at Blackwell, the school. Yep. Uh, but you're sitting around with the vortex club and dressed really different, dressed really preppy. And Victoria's like, Hey Maxine, what's the matter? Maxine. And Max is like, what the f- No, Never Maxine. Never Maxine. It's Max. And everyone's just like, you're acting real weird. And you just like walk up and just just walk away. Yep. Uh, you just see like Warren's with some other girl. You um, get text messages from people that are like, I saw you did the one weed and I'm really disappointed. I thought you were better than that. <laughs> and it's like, you get this like, you get all this, um... Well, I guess you get that narrative in the the next episode because that's when you actually can see all that stuff. But yeah. uh, you get up and you just like run away. Like you're like, what? What do I do? Oh, I should go see Chloe and see how she is. Uh, you mm. go to take the bus and you see like David's the bus driver now. Yep. And you're like, well, that's strange. Uh, while you're driving or while you're riding the bus, you see like you cross like uh, a road that follows the beach, and you see there's like a bunch of beached whales mm-hmm. on the beach that are dead. You're like that's bad. That's real bad. Um, you get to Chloe's house. It's painted. It's fully painted. Um, because it's, it's not in the actual timeline, but uh, you go up, knock on the door, and you see her dad, and he's like, "Wow, Max, it has been forever since we saw you. How are you?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm good." And he's like, "Man, Chloe's gonna be so excited to see you." And he calls her over, and then this is the big cliffhanger for this episode, is that you at first, like, you you see, like, a little, like, low shot, and then, like, a wheelchair rolls by, mm-hmm. and then you see her, and she's basically just paralyzed. Yep. And, like, Max just, like, immediately breaks down. 
And that's how they end the episode. Was not expecting that. No. <laughs> that was another episode where I ended and I was just like, F- what the f***? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you at least had the benefit of playing these episodes concurrently, you know, one after the other. Me, it was like, F- I gotta wait another few months for the next episode to see what the f*** happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the next episode we begin in this in the same timeline. Uh, you are hanging out with Chloe, walking along the beach, and you get a little bit of insight exactly of what happened. Uh, apparently she got into an accident right after her 16th birthday, uh, and in the accident she broke her back. Yep. That left her in the wheelchair for for life. Uh, she also has a uh, a trach and a vent mm-hmm. to help her breathe, which um, I felt like a super nerd because I was like going through like all the I guess details of what what happened there. I was like, she's having issues breathing because she has th- this vent, and so I, I got to that before they actually like said that she's having issues breathing because yeah. I I know what a vent is right. and I've dealt with them personally, so. You were like, like, why does she have this? Like, this is weird. Why would she have this thing? And just like, just because she's, you know, just because of her injury, that wouldn't make sense. Well, okay, why does she... And you're like, just figuring this out, trying to like work this out. And then eventually they're like, well, okay, this is what's happening. And you're like, ha Nailed it. Yeah, because just being paralyzed, you wouldn't need a trick right. in a vent. Yeah. But, um... They explain that she does have issues breathing, mm-hmm. so. Uh, eventually, basically, you just hang out with Chloe for the night. Uh, you get to see, like, she has this, like, super elaborate room full of, like, new technology just to, the like, make her comfortable. garage is her room. Yeah, they read the entire garage to help her. And you also basically talk to her parents, and they're, like, you know, like, they they talk about, like, everything. And then you also find, like, a bunch of bills to, like, where they are super, super in debt. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like, in both timelines, they're about to lose their house. Mm-hmm. But um, this one's because they can't pay the bills and also pay for Chloe. Mm-hmm. So, you, like, you have this, like, this this uh, nice hangout with Chloe, and she's, like, super thankful to have it because uh, she really hasn't had anything like this in a while. Uh, the one difference between this timeline and the original timeline is that uh, the original timeline... When, when Max leaves, they don't talk until the beginning of, of the actual game. Uh, in this timeline, they actually did keep in touch. Yes. Albeit, like, attempted to. Uh, when Max gets into, like, Blackwell, she kind of starts to fall off again because she gets wrapped up in, like, the Vortex, Vortex. Club and all that sort of stuff and, like, partying and all that jazz. But uh, this version of Max, obviously, is a little bit different than that. Um, but, yeah, like, you, you spend the night there. You wake watch up the, Blade Runner. You watch Blade Runner, whichever version they picked. There's so many of them. And then the next day is like you 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 learned that like oh like her body is essentially just failing. Yeah. Her lungs are are pretty much like shot. Yeah, they're giving out. They're giving out, and like there's a letter from like one of her doctors, just like, hey, you know, I know this is not the news you want to hear, but like I have to tell you. Like this is exactly this is what's happening. She doesn't have what are you much longer. What do you gotta do about it? Like you have these are the options you have left. Um, you're gonna have to decide. Uh, the thing is though that like 
Chloe knows about that. She's yeah, heard about she... it. And she basically asks Max to be like, what if you just turned up the the morphine drip and just assisted suicide me? Which that was another thing is that um, when she woke up, I was like, hey, my morphine's upstairs. Will you go get that? Um, I was like, they would put that in her IV drip. Like they wouldn't have an injection of it upstairs. Like why? Why would they do that? That would be controlled. And then, like, I realized mm-hmm. when she got to this point, I'm like, oh, that's why. That's mm-hmm. why they, they that she wants that. But um, I know that I, like, asked at one point about this, but the decision on this one was actually relatively easy for me. Right. Um, I guess as somebody who's gone through a similar situation, like, once somebody is ready to go, you let them go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I think it's like it's th- this choice is really interesting because like you have that dilemma in this to where like you choose to to do that or you don't. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, like the other argument that I presented to you was like you are eventually going to go back to the original timeline. Like you can kind of do whatever you want here. Right. There are there's like no stakes involved. Because you know eventually you you will have to go back to the original timeline. So you can... In a way, you can like make an emotionalist decision. Because this really isn't going to affect you. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's presented in a way like... You know, this is, this is going to be a tough choice. But at the same time, it kind of isn't. Yeah. So yeah, you get the, the option of to do that or not. And then, depending on what you choose... You find uh, the picture again, and then you go back to that same point uh, right before her dad leaves. And then basically you just redo everything to where it is what actually happened. Yep. You have to let her dad die again. And then you come back to the original timeline and... one thing she does is she burns the picture. Yeah, she burns that picture so like she you can't There's no temptation. There's no for temptation her to, to redo it back. again to like attempt like a different portion of it. It's like, no, this is this is done. Which also is a good foreshadowing for forthcoming events. Correct. Uh but yeah, you basically come back and I believe like you and Chloe were just like working to piece together information. Yeah. And then she's like, you wake back up and you're like, oh God, oh God, Chloe's alive. We're good. Oh we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And Chloe's just like, um, okay, thanks. Later. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Been here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically you're attempting to find more information to piece everything together. And one of the ways you're going to do that is you need to get Nathan's phone. Cause you need to see if like, if he was actually one of the people that was in communication with Frank. Yep. And to do that, you have to break in, quote unquote, break in to the boys' dormitory and get into his room and find his phone and basically get out of there. Easy enough, right? He's suspended. He shouldn't be there. Right. And you're asking around to people, they're like, hey, have you seen him? They're like, yeah, we saw him storming off campus. He's real mad. So you're like, okay, this should be in and out, piece of cake, no problemo. So you go to the boys', boys dorm. Boys dorm. <laughs> Boys dorm. Boys dorm. Uh, you go to the boys' dorm, and then uh, 
Oh, I guess prior to this, you you go see uh you you go see Kate prior to this. Yeah. You yeah. go to the hospital and see her, and you get to see that she's doing okay. Uh, you get to talk to her about everything about like people reaching out to her, and then you talk to her a little bit more. But like, hey, we're we're still trying to find information like evidence about Nathan. Uh, do you know what his dorm number is? And she's like, I don't know off the top of my head, but I can talk to people and I can find out. So that's one of the ways you can find out like where his dorm actually is. And she'll eventually text you like, oh, it's this number. There you go. And like one of the good things about this is that like in the vis- the hospital visit, you find out like she's a lot more optimistic about life. And mm-hmm. like she's been donating a lot of the flowers that she got to other patients who didn't have flowers. And yeah. which is like the nicest thing. <laughs> Kate's great. I wasn't I wasn't expecting you to gravitate towards Kate so much, but I wasn't either because like when they initially said like she was a hyper Christian type of person, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and then like once I actually was talking to Kate, I'm like, all right, Kate's pretty nice. I like her, and you know, I was I was sympathetic for her to right. her because like there was a lot happening with that girl. Right. Uh, I believe also as well here, like Chloe apologizes for freaking out on you. Yes. For the phone call? Yes. Which is nice. Uh, but anyways, back to the dorm. Uh, you get the number from Kate, and then you uh, you go in. She takes a fire extinguisher and breaks the lock and then, like, goes in and then rewinds so that it's not broken. Yeah. So, you like, you search through his room, and he has, like, all this weird stuff up, like, this weird... He has, like, bondage porn pictures yeah. up, like... Yeah. That's odd. And then uh, he's got like, if I remember right, he has like a picture of Max in there, doesn't he? He does. He Because he, he defaces your room at yeah. one point. And I, he takes one of the selfies from like your wall of like photos. Mm-hmm. And you get like, an, a, you go through his computer and you find that his sister is actually like really nice and is very supportive of him and all. But then you also see emails from like his dad, who is an ultimate Mm-hmm. I think at one point I don't know if it's in here or not but like you realize that like he has been supposedly going to therapy I don't know if it's in this yeah. or not but like there's one file you find eventually that like the doctor I think this is a little bit later but um, the doctor he's been seeing for therapy is just like is like mailing his dad and it's like yeah. you guys have not done anything to help this kid like you are not uh, providing him a good environment you're not doing anything to help him with his issues or with like his medication or anything like that like what the fuck are you guys doing yeah um so like that's a interesting wrinkle on like his whole thing but then eventually you like move his his couch and then like he has a burner phone behind his couch mm-hmm. so you grab that and then basically you're about to leave and then Warren shows up like, hey guys, what are you doing? I was like, God, we gotta go. And then, and then Nathan shows up. With a gun. And he's like, what the f*** are you guys doing here? Which I mean, good question. Yeah, but also what the f*** is he doing there? Because uh, Yeah, good question. Uh, so like, he's about to freak out and then Warren just comes up and headbutts him. And they yep. get into a scuffle. Uh, the gun gets dropped, and then you have a choice of, like, do you let Warren beat the shit out of him, or do you pull him off? I couldn't do it. I couldn't let him beat him up. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then you were just like, why didn't no one pick up that gun? <laughs> yeah, like there why was an opportunity him have that gun back? to get the gun away from the dangerous child who's wielding this gun this whole time. But everybody's like, oh, this gun's on the floor. We'll just leave it. That's fine. Terrible. Uh, yeah, basically everyone leaves. And uh, Warren goes with you. He's like, I should probably stick with you guys. And everyone, and they're both just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we got some stuff to do uh, so you go back to Chloe's room and then, like you have this big board and you have to piece together information to figure out okay did did Nathan get drugs from Frank on the day that Kate was drugged I'm disappointed there was no red string involved that's, yeah that's true uh, so you use like the, the, the information well I guess before this you have to go to you go to Frank because like you need yes. a like a code bank to decipher like who's who in his information. And this is another thing that like, it can go multiple different ways. Oh, it went terribly the first time I did this, which I think it's supposed to go terribly the first time. So you can kind of figure out like what to do yeah. differently. So like you go to meet Frank and then Chloe is packing the gun. And then if you just let her have the gun and anything goes bad, it just goes real bad. Because, like, the first time you failed, like, after, like, the first question, and then, like, the dog comes out, the dog gets shot, uh, and then she shoots Frank. It's all bad. It's super bad. Uh, the second time you did it, I, I was like, hey, you should make sure she gets rid of the gun. <laughs> well, no, I, I got rid of the gun. The thing that you told me to make sure is to shut the door. Oh, right, because, like, you don't want the dog to pop out again. Right. Uh, we were going on the right track. Eventually, we were. Eventually, we kind of messed up, and then... He got stabbed. He in got the leg. stabbed in the leg, uh, which is a possible possible ending. And he will give you the information you want, but not necessarily the information you want, or the 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 outcome you need. Uh, yeah. And, so I, I rewound again. And then the third time we did it, basically cooler heads prevailed. Everyone was cool with it. You're like, hey, if you give us this information, it can help us find out what happened to Rachel. And then he's basically like, okay, you know, like you guys are real weird. And creep me out, but like, if that's the uh, the the uh, the outcome you're trying to get, like, I will I will do my best to help you. We have similar end goals here. Yes. Uh, which one of the reasons we got it wrong that the last time um, when he got stabbed in the leg is that we didn't remember that like he knew about us knowing about the Rachel photo. So we're like, did we see that in there when mm -hmm. he doesn't know? Yeah. So it was a whole lot of us trying to figure out, like, what does he know? What photos. do we know? Yeah. Which can make it kind of confusing, but yeah. But uh, he's okay. And now he's like, y'all are weird, but y'all are all right. So have the information. He's like, I, I, will, I will do what I can to help you guys out. So everyone's cool. So you have the information from Frank. You have Nathan's phone. Also, you have the information from David's computer, which has, like, GPS tracking and all that sorts of shit. Yep. And then eventually you just have to, like pick and choose out of the information okay what is relevant uh what can be used and then you basically find a series of events that say like okay this is definitive that nathan got drugs on the night of that party twice and like that is that's proof right there and then like at 11 o'clock he went to these coordinates and we're like we got to find these coordinates and at first, like, Chloe's just like, well, this is just, like, a abandoned farm An old building. barn. Yeah, you know, like, why would he go there? That doesn't make sense. 
And then Max is like, hey, look up and see who owns that. And it's like, oh, this is the, the Prescott's on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that leads you to going to that barn, which looks, I mean, like you said, it just looks like an abandoned barn, nothing out of the ordinary, until you find, like, there is a door, like a basement door, that is fairly new looking. Yeah, it has a new lock. It has a new lock. You break the lock and open it, and it leads down to this bunker that is very new. Very yes. furnished. And there's also a weird photo lab. Yes. And then here is where, like, uh, the end of some of the episodes, they've been teasing, like, these red binders. That yes. have had, like, Rachel's name. One of them had Kate's name. And this is where you find those. This is the origin of those. And then you find, like, within those binders are some really strange... Messed up pictures. Pictures, yeah. Of, like, Rachel looking, like, drugged. Kate looking drugged and in compromising positions. You find one of like Nathan and Rachel together in like the junkyard. Mm-hmm. That one's weird. You also find emails um, on the the computer that are like to Nathan or about Nathan. Right. Uh, you also find like there's a binder labeled for Victoria. Yep. At this point. With nothing in it. With nothing in it. So like they're like, oh god, that's that's real bad. But basically they they see the junkyard and eventually are like, what if she's there? Like what if she's still there? Yep. They drive to the junkyard and they go to the spot that they found and they start digging and then there's a body there. Yep. And it's Rachel. Yep. So that is that. Uh, and you see the ghost doe. You see the ghost doe. Uh, that mystery is unfortunately solved. Well, and one thing that we talked about earlier is that we saw the, the ghost doe when we went to the the junkyard before. Mm-hmm. And it's. I was looking up things afterwards just because I do that. And it was saying that the doe is actually like on the spot where they find Rachel's body. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the doe, like, shows up and then walks over there. And, like, it's been confirmed that that doe is, like, directly tied to Rachel. Yeah. So, yeah, Rachel's been found. Also, there's, like, a piece of a, like, punk rocker shirt that Max is able to find in the junkyard. And she's like, oh, man, look at this piece. That's interesting. And apparently that's also part of Rachel's shirt. Yep. So, um, that was a pretty tragic ending. Well, still not even the end of the episode. Nope. Because eventually you have to go to the big party that's being held by the Vortex Club. Which you can, you were able to maneuver your way around by, like, <laughs> messing with the guest list and removing people and all sorts of stuff like that. Yep. So, uh, you basically, you have to go there and do all that sort of stuff. Chloe is just ready, ready to murder Nathan. Like, she's yeah, coming she's to this party ready. to literally murder him. Well, because she's saying that, like, he killed Rachel and... Rachel was someone she she cared a lot about, and um, also worth mentioning that Warren takes a picture. Mm. Drunk Warren at, comes up and he's like, "Let's take a picture to commemorate this moment." And there's two moons. There's two moons. Uh, so it's become Star Wars. It's Tatooine. Basically, just more weird things are happening that makes this look like the end of the world's happening. Yep. Uh, but you go to the end of the world party quite literally yep and uh basically you're here to like find out okay is nathan here everyone's like no 
he's not. And then also you go to find Victoria to be like, hey, you should watch out. Like, I think something bad's about to happen to you. Stay away from Nathan. Stay away from Nathan. And this is another one of those, like, moments where your past decisions will either help you or harm you in this in this outcome to where like you can either convince her like hey like just i know we have had issues in the past but like literally listen to me like this this could save your life or if you were like mean to her or you're just like antagonistic to her now she will just blow you off and not give right uh so yeah you have that happen uh Mr. Jefferson shows up and is like, I'm going to announce the winners for the contest of the photo contest at this party. Which is so weird. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. Victoria wins because Max didn't enter anything. And then Max and Chloe leave. They're just like, we just get out of here. And then Chloe gets a text from Nathan saying like, Hush. we're going to move the body. We're going to move the body. Come to where Rachel was. <laughs> and they're like, oh, f- we should go there. So they go back to the junkyard and they start digging again. They're like, well, no, she's still here. What's going on? And then you see a hand like like come into frame and like stab Max in the neck with a uh, syringe. Yep. And she gets all wobbly. And he's like, whoa. And then Chloe turns around like, what the f***? And then bam. Yeah, Chloe pulls out the gun, but uh, gets shot right between the eyes she before she can. And I was like, can I rewind now? And you're like, no, you you can't rewind. You're can I rewind? rewind? Please rewind. Like most of the time that I'm trying, like I'm upset <laughs> by something, I'm just like trying to rewind, rewind constantly and like pressing the button. It's like, you can't do this. And I'm like trying still. It's my response to anything going horribly. It's just like, all right, I got to rewind it. And then this one, I couldn't. So I was like, oh, no. And then Max as well is just trying to like rewind, but she's like super woozy. And then, yeah, well, yeah, she is drugged. Uh, but basically, you look up and then you see the person with the gun who shot Chloe come into frame, and it's Mr. Jefferson. <gasps> what a twist! I was not expecting it. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. If you when you go back through and like listen to his dialogue, it becomes abundantly clear. Like, oh, this dude's f- up. Well, even, like, they make you redo the first lecture, and he's saying, so, like, I could get you in a dark quarter and take away your innocence or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah. buddy, he meant that literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the final episode begins with you in the dark room that you found uh, in the last episode. You're tied up. Uh, you have to figure out a way to get out. Victoria's there as well because she she went with your, you know, warning, but, like, she went to Mr. Jefferson, and he was, like, acting real weird, and then he kidnaps her as well. Yep. Uh, and then, basically, you have to find ways to, to maneuver out of this situation by leaping back through photos and all that sort of stuff. And you also find out that, like, Mr. Jefferson kills Nathan before all this happened. Yeah, Nathan was dead, but they were gonna—he uh, was trying to pin everything on him still. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Eventually, Victoria gets killed as well. Yep. And uh, everything's bad. Everything's real bad. Like eventually, like you start like going through like some really freaky moments. Mm-hmm. Like just just starts breaking and everything. Uh, you do get out of there. 
Oh, one thing that should be mentioned before we get out of there is that Mr. Jefferson says that Nathan was the one who killed Rachel with an accidental overdose. Yes, like Nathan was trying to like emulate uh, Jefferson, and he overdosed Rachel and killed her, and like that caused him to freak out and everything. And then Jefferson, like after that, was like, "Well, I need to find a way to get rid of this kid." Yeah, which whether he's telling the truth on that or not, um, you know, I have my doubts, but that's his official story and right. so that's our our explanation of what happened to rachel and yeah everything's real messed up he like burns your notebook at one point mm-hmm. jerk so yeah like eventually you go through like this super you like you go back in time redo all like the the events of the first day again and try and fix everything but like, because uh, you can like, um, you go back to that first day, and then like you just like tell Jefferson off in the lecture, like, "Hey, this this class f-ing sucks." Get f-ing. He's like, "Okay, all right." Uh, you can like immediately after that like warn David, like, "Hey, uh, Jefferson has this, this, and this. Go find it." And then he eventually gets arrested. You turn in your picture. You win the contest. You go to San Francisco to to do the the gallery thing you know like yeah this is all good but oh oh by the way the storm still is still occurring yep and you're like oh so like you have to go back again and end up back in the dark room and here's where like you're further enough along to where like david shows up yeah like because jefferson's about ready to pretty much off you and you have to go through this a couple of times because it is a little bit complicated to where mm-hmm. David will, will save you and yeah, not get shot like 30 times. He did get shot a lot and he got hit in the face once mm-hmm. and there's just all kinds of extra stuff. <laughs> like there was one time that I was like, kick the table and then he just got shot. And I was like, oh God, don't kick the table again. But eventually he's able to like wrestle Jefferson down to beat the shit out of him and knock him out, tie him uh-huh. up and then he's able to get you out. And you're just like, dude, thanks. He's like, hey, how's Chloe? But like, it's a good moment, I think, for David, because like you have like throughout the entirety of the game, like he just seems like such a huge. But like he has like this redeeming moment. Like he's like, man, like I really up like I I did some bad and it cost me my family and I'm real bummed about that but at the same time like he despite like everything that like his issues with you and everything like he still comes and like tries to find you and save you yeah it's a really big redeeming moment because he's like yeah the methodology i took was wrong i shouldn't have done that i messed up with my family because i shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. doing surveillance on them all i wanted was for chloe to like me because i really care about joyce Mm -hmm. and um like like, even admits that like you know he's like look like I came back from my service and like I did not like acclimate back well into society like I did a terrible job at that and even says like it's not an excuse but right. like that that it's a really huge moment for him because mm-hmm. like the whole game I hated him and then you get to this point and you're like oh wow like for one you're not a villain no and um two like you're going about it in the wrong way, but you genuinely do care about people. Like he, he, he had terrible methods, but he was really trying to do the best for everybody. And his 
crazy methods actually helped you at this point because yeah. he was able to figure out what happened to you and figure out that Mr. Jefferson was a psycho. I mean, he did put in his notes that never trusted a guy with a goatee. It's true, but... <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it, it was, it was a good moment. Like it was kind of awkward because like all this intense stuff just happened and then it's like, all right, let's have a heart to heart in this bunker while Mr. Jefferson just sits there, passed out. But, um, it, it was, it was good. It had to happen. And I'm glad that David wasn't that bad of a guy. Um, which is one thing that's interesting about this game to me is like characters that I didn't expect to like, like. I did. Kate was one of them. David was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they just had layers and like an onion. A lot of those characters have layers and like just so many different ways that you're just completely not expecting. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, him, him asking me how Chloe was, I'm like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Like basically you can be like, you can tell him the truth or you can just be like, oh, she she's she's back smoking a weed. He's like, oh, God, yeah. thank God. I'm so glad she smokes marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which um, I I chose that one because I knew that we were going to try and fix it. And I didn't yes. want to hurt him. But then you also told me, like, if you tell him the truth, he's going to kill Jefferson. And yeah, like, I don't want I don't, him. I don't want that on his hands. I don't want him to murder somebody because he already has enough PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want him to murder somebody. Yeah. Uh, so after that, you you call Warren, and be like, "Hey, do you have that photo still? Like, I kind of need it. Yeah, it's very important." Uh, so you steal Jefferson's car and like drive it through the the huge storm that's actually now happening. Uh, and then you you run through like downtown Arcadia Bay, and it's just ruined, like yeah. just destroyed. Uh, then you have to maneuver your way through to get to the diner and like saving people along the way by various various methods. <laughs> and then eventually you get to the diner and you find Joyce there, you find Warren there, and you also find Frank there. If you let Frank live or didn't kill Frank. Yeah. And you find his doggo there. You find old good old Pompadour. So you get to talk to everyone there. Um, basically be like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? All right, good. Later. Uh, you get to talk to Frank and kind of let him in on what's happened with the investigation. You can kind of tell him if Rachel, the outcome of Rachel or not. Yeah. Um, and then it's interesting here. You also get some like information from Joyce about like why she fell for David. Yeah. And so that was nice that like she was talking about like his positive traits and why like, she wanted to marry him and everything. Yeah. Cause like at this point you can kind of be like, you should, you know, like, Hey, like, he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, give him a second chance. You should rec- reconcile. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to talk to Warren and get the photo. And just you can like, kiss him, apparently. <laughs> if you really went down that route, you can go that route or give him a hug or just do what we both did and be like, all right, later. <laughs> Gotta go. I mean, the, the thing is, is that, like, I didn't go that route. Like, I turned him down at pretty much every opportunity. And so, like, hey, you could kiss him here. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why would I kiss him? I've torn him down for everything. But um, yeah, I, 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 d- I didn't hug him or kiss him. I was just like, all right, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> I didn't think either one of these love interests was a good love interest, so I was just like, she's not gonna have love interest. Her nope. love interest is photography. <laughs> uh, so you get the photo and then you run back into back into the past one, one day and 
you're back at the party and then you have to like convince chloe like hey let's not go murder nathan like yo bad shit about to happen i know who did everything like let's go back home let's talk to david let's clue him in on everything we can uh we can get jefferson arrested and everything get all that sorted away so like nathan's not gonna die victoria's not gonna die you're not gonna die and it'll be all hunky-dory which is essentially what you do like you get another like flash forward through like photos of like stuff that happens and you get to see like uh David like coming in with like the cops to take him down and everything and then eventually you wake back up and you're you're by the lighthouse again I think Nathan got arrested but like he was alive right so you're at the, the lighthouse again and then you're just like oh god the tornado I forgot about it <laughs> and then basically you have like this dilemma of like okay well like how do I fix this how am I going to fix everything? Like, clearly this tornado is still going to come and destroy everything. What do I need to do? And then you have, like, a conversation with Chloe about that. And then eventually you just, like, you, you go up, like, you walk up more towards the lighthouse. And then you just pass the out. I'll say, we get the nightmare sequence. And now there's, like, this nightmare sequence where just everything goes completely bonkers. Ugh. And it's super weird. It is very weird. Like, uh, you replay the beginning of the game again, but, like dialogue has changed to where like you asked mr jefferson to put you in the dark room yeah and like there's one part where the lectures is going on and birds are just like slamming into the window and bleeding no everywhere and like noticing. no one's paying attention to it uh you go out the front you go out the door to the, like the the hallway and then like everything's playing in reverse mm-hmm. like audio and everyone's walking in reverse which is a really rad touch and then like you have to which, go- sorry go ahead. i didn't think about doing it but apparently if you reverse during that time period that like everything goes back like how it's supposed to be like if you reverse it then the music's like playing normal. normally and all I didn't even think about that <laughs> that's amazing yeah uh, after that you kind of like you get warped to the, the dormitory mm-hmm. and go through that sequence and it's like you swap characters here at points yeah, you, you even become Victoria at one point Yeah. Uh, you dress up as Rachel at one point uh, you see like where Rachel's room was um, there's like a giant squirrel out there at one point. A giant squirrel. Uh, there's a time where the dorm just gets covered in selfies. Uh, like you find Kate at one point, and she's like, "Why did you let me die?" Yeah. And then she just jumps out of her door. Yeah. It's like what the. F-? You go somewhere else after this. I don't remember though. There's the the locker maze, but I don't remember if that's where you go immediately after. Like eventually, you you, like you have that happen. Like you get you get thrown back into like the dark room and see like all these characters in front of you doing just weird, like Mm -hmm. being jerks to you. Oh, it's uh, it's the sequence where you're in the dark room and like Chloe's hanging out with everybody that you've met. Like right, basically trying to make Max feel like like she's not good enough and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. or that she's just messed up. And then. And then I think you go through, like, the mazes, like, the self-sections. There's one part where you go to the cafe. Is that at the end? I think that's at the end. Okay. But if it's out of order, it's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, there, there's a part where you're going to the cafe and, like, all the characters are in there saying, like, oh, you know, you messed up. You shouldn't have done this when you did the time travel. And then you run into, like... It's like, way to let me die. An alternate version of Max. Oh, speaking of let me die, there you get a text message at one point from Chloe's real dad. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, say hi to Chloe and Joyce for me and make sure you let them know that you let me die. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's also the text message from the dog. <laughs> the dog sends you a text message. Which is real good. Oh, man. Uh, like, you go through Warren's locker at one point and he has, like, Photoshop pictures of you in bikinis and stuff. He has, like, a doll made of you. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Blech. But yeah, like um, you go through like all those puzzles, you get to do another five bottle puzzle. If you want to get the picture, you don't have to do it. Oh, it's optional. It was, ter- it was terrible. Yeah. But it's a big long stealth section, and it's yeah, it's a stealth section. But eventually, like, you go to that diner, and then you find the alternate version of you, which is basically just becomes more persona again. Mm-hmm. And his alternate version of you is just like, dude, you f-ed everything up. Like, what the f- are you doing? Yeah, like why did you turn everything back all these times? Because you still messed up everything mm-hmm. and. Chloe's like, no, or Max is like, no, I didn't. I tried everything. I did everything right. Um, there's like a sequence in the bathroom where like there are a bunch of numbers everywhere. That, that puzzle is clever. It is really clever. Because you have like all these numbers like scattered throughout like the, the door or like the, the room. You have to like punch in a four digit code. But like if you position the mirror correctly, you find like the actual number. Yep. This is really interesting. Uh, but yeah, like you have that moment with fake Max and then Chloe comes in and is like, Stop messing with her head. Stop. You jerk. And then... You uh, you get the sequence then, I think, of like all the positive things that have happened with Chloe throughout the game. Yeah, like, like the, where the you're walking recap, along. Yeah. yeah. So you get to and see eventually you moments. get the lighthouse. You get to the lighthouse and you are warped back to the present. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the bench. And next well, time, you sit on the bench to max get... <laughs> Let me try again. You sit on the bench to get to the current time where, like, the tornado's happening. You're at the lighthouse. Chloe's like, what the heck is happening? Bad time for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And then this is basically where Max has to make a, the decision she needs to make. Because Max realizes that the storm is there and all these weird, like, eco disasters have been happening because of her reversing time so much. Mm-hmm. And in order to fix that, she needs to go back to the original time when this all started. And if she lets Chloe die, then everything will be normal. So the options are let Chloe die or let the tornado take Arcadia Bay. Mm-hmm. The big choice. And really, I mean, honestly, for me, this wasn't a choice. Like, I know that sounds terrible, but I and I told you this when I texted you like or when we weren't texting we were talking but when I talked to you I was like this is gonna make me sound like a terrible person but I know what answer this is and it's not a choice for me like I know what to do right um so like my decision was to let Chloe die because like there's so many people in that town that did nothing, which I mean, Chloe didn't do anything wrong necessarily, but like Chloe repeatedly died in so many timelines and like, that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Still a hard decision to make. Cause you're like, all right, well this is her best friend for like most of her life. And you have to just like accept that she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then like basically with that ending, you, you warp back to, you take the butterfly photo you took at the very beginning. Yeah, and you go back to the bathroom, and then you basically just stay there and let the events play out. And, like, Max cries mm-hmm. while that's happening. Uh, but I believe, like, you're able to... You're still able to stop things that to happen. Like, Jefferson still gets arrested, and Nathan does as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, all that gets gets sorted. 
and stuff. But like, uh, the game basically ends on uh, Chloe's funeral. Yep. And you get to see like people from the school are there. Like Kate's there, Warren's there, the principal's there. Um, Frank shows up, but he's like well off in the distance, like just kind of. He's watching from behind the bushes. Yeah. Uh, a blue butterfly shows up and lands on the coffin. Mm-hmm. Max kind of smiles. Um, which there was one thing that you thought was funny because it showed Max at the lighthouse and I was like, dress! She's wearing a dress! I think, like, it's implied, like, that's the... Like, that the, the moment at the lighthouse is where, like, she pops back in. Where, like, actual Max comes back to herself yeah from the time travel stuff so it makes sense so yeah that's the uh that's the the chloe dies ending but like the the other ending which i don't know if you've watched yet i haven't uh but essentially it's it's a real it's it's a shorter ending but basically like you wait till after the storm ends and then it's just you and chloe driving away from arcadia bay Mm. which i mean i think like basically like the the chloe dying ending is the the canonical ending of the two because obviously yeah. just with how much more length is in that one but yeah that is uh that's life is strange in a nutshell the first game at least yeah because they did make a before the storm which we have kind of talked about on on this show mm-hmm. where it's a prequel based around chloe and rachel's relationship and then they are getting ready to to release life is strange 2 uh, at the end of the month which is its own self-contained story and i played the captain whatever thingy the superhero kiddo which apparently i read this well supposedly i don't know if this is actually true or not let me see if i can find it again i'm just gonna keep talking until I say anything because I'm just going to just <laughs> talk and talk and talk and talk. Well, Whoa. one thing, once it goes on sale, like I do plan on getting before the storm to just see like what it's like. I know that it's different in a way because she doesn't have like the supernatural abilities and all. Right. Yeah. But but I, I'm interested to see what it's like. I just got to wait for it to not be expensive. It's, it's more self-contained story because like you don't have that, you know those uh supernatural elements to it it's just more like more of a normal slice of life story in a yeah. sense yeah and i'm interested in too i'm really interested in too i'll probably pre-order it so this is this is a bit of trivia on the the life is strange 2 wiki page so take this with a grain of salt okay uh the captain spirit uh free episode Seems to take mm-hmm. place during the events of Life is Strange 2, as it said in December 2016, while the release the re- the last the release Seattle gameplay footage of Life is Strange 2 is set in October 2016. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm very interested in uh, what they're going to do with Life is Strange 2 because, like, obviously they this is a completely separate story from. From the first game, like, they've pretty much come out and said, like, hey, that story's done. Yeah. We're not revisiting, you know, we did the prequel, well, another team did the prequel. Uh, we are not going back to that story. This is its own separate thing. So, with that in mind, I'm really curious to see, like, how they 
how they do with this, like with a new story and just like what kind of shenanigans they pull off. I mean, I'm excited. Um, after playing this game, I'll definitely play too. Um, I'll, I'll have a hard time doing episodic stuff where like, I don't get to, I don't get to just continue. Yeah. It's the one, the one par- problem, but it's the, uh, it's the thing with episodic games. Gotta yeah. Wait. So I, I'm, re- I'm, I'm interested now. So, so I played this one and it was, it was a, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you uh, finally were able to play it. Yeah, and again, like I said, I, it, it was hard at times, but yeah. I, I was able to get through it, and I, I'm proud of myself for that. I mean, I think, yeah. like, Before the Storm might be a little bit tougher as well. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, but, like, I think if you got through this, like, you you will, you should be able to get through Before the Storm. Yeah. And it's like it's one of those things you talked about where like you need to eventually confront this stuff anyways, so Correct. There you go. It's just like they said. Life is life is strange. Life is weird. That was really funny where they were avoiding saying the title of the game. <laughs> they do it twice in the last episode. They do it twice in the last episode. Oh, that's very good. But very uh good. that's gonna wrap this episode up then. Yep. We have episodically life estranged. And I platinumed it. Yay. Yay. Woo. Uh, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonallymecheckup.com or sec.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Lame Checkup and Jared and Now Watch. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sacova. Uh, next week we'll have something to talk about I'm trying to get through a series and, and if we can do that then we'll talk about that but that's dependent on how quickly I can move through it it's a short series so there's the potential for that but yeah yeah we'll see there you go it'll be cool yep I can tell you that much I mean literally if we get to that one it'll be cool literally yeah <laughs> So yeah, the look forward to that and uh we will convene next time in the strangeness of life. <laughs>